when people say legacy, they think, what are you known for? What's your legacy? But that's not what legacy actually means. But in that regard, I would want to be known for generosity and kindness and, and impact. Like when I die, I want people to go, dude, that guy was so nice and so generous and man, what a difference he made. And now escaping the drift, the show designed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. I'm John Gafford, and I have a knack for getting extraordinary achievers to drop their secrets to help you on a path to greatness. So stop drifting along, escape the drift, and it's time to start right now. Back again, back again with another episode of Escaping the Drift, your favorite podcast. It gets you from where you are to where you want to be. And kids, I got to tell you, I got a banger. I know I always say that, and I think we always deliver. I think we do. We, we do. So this is a guy in studio today who you may know as a star of the silver screen as Rooster from his movie, which I remember. <laughs> Probably more you remember from his awesome book, The Hard Way, Stages Across America, his unbelievable podcast, Dropping Bombs, friend of the show, friend of mine, the one, the only, Mr. Brad Lee. What's up, buddy? How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, of course. So we haven't done this in a long time, dude. And I woke up the other day and I was thinking about you. And I'll tell you why I wanted to have you on. And, and this is what it is. And, and you're a dude that, number one, you're the guy that inspired me to do the podcast thing. So thank you for that. You're the one that being on your show so many years ago, I realized the power of this, of what you can do as far as building relationships. So thank you for that. But more importantly, I was thinking, man, Watching you kind of evolve from when I first met you, from what you were kind of doing years ago to where you are now with the stuff you have, it showed uh, kind of there's some hard pivots in not just your mentality in business, but your mentality in you. That's what I wanted to come talk about. And what I mean is, is when I first met you, it was all light speed. It was all Brad. It was like we have our unbelievable training program or platform, and you were the hinge point of that whole company, and you were the one that made it go. And in that time, since then, I've met you the last several years, you have pivoted that into what I've seen from the outside into some key relationship uh, some key relationships that have become partnerships into other businesses. So leveraging those relationships and not only that, but you found a way to take all of those people that you were listening to you, taking those coaching programs and, and, and listening to you, learning how to be a badass closer and turning that into a massive army of people that could go out and, and work with you on an actual financial level. And so I kind of want to talk about that. Okay. So, when you, when you were doing Lightspeed, obviously we've heard that story, the car lot, everybody's heard that. There's a million podcasts with that. But let's talk about that minute when you said, I need to turn this into something else, or I need to start pivoting into something else. What was that? You know, I didn't really think that. No? No. Not at all. I thought, how do I help people make some money? Because I started Lightspeed, coincidentally, to help people make money. Mm -hmm. And it worked out. It seems like every time I look to help people, it sounds cliche, I know, but it's true. So, so I didn't really think, you know, I got to leverage the, I didn't have a diabolical plan or some, you know, strategy and, you know, a three-year goal or any of that. You know, I just said, man, how do I help more people make money? 
And so I had a lot of people that were following me for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, because there's not a lot of us that are on IG that cross over, I think, into entertainment. Like if you follow me, it's somewhat, it's somewhat for entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what's he going to say, man, that guy's funny or that guy's a goof or whatever you uh, think. But I'm more like into entertainment than just advice. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think um, I was sitting there thinking, well, how can I help more people? Because every time I help people, dude, I make money. Yeah. And I thought, dude, listen, I can help people make money by giving them a job. Because a lot of times I was teaching them to close, yeah. but then they wouldn't make money because they were selling stupid stuff. And so I said, man, what if I gave them the job too? Well, then I have to have companies to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I found people in, you know, industries that it wasn't very difficult to make two, $300,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. And I just started talking about it. And if, and if you're not making two or $300,000 a year, reach out. I'll not only train you and get you dialed in to do it, but I'll give you the job. And then those f- companies started forming and growing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, shit, I can do that over and over and over. You know, just show me an industry where people are making that kind of money. And you'll figure it out. And I'll show, and I'll show you a thousand people that want to make that kind of money. And I have those people. So that's really kind of the, the, the crux of what started it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a strategy. Okay. Well, let's talk about real financial. So let's yeah. talk about that, which is your insurance arm, which I love. Um, and, and when you first did that, I don't know if you remember me texting you, I was like, oh my God, that's so smart that you're doing that. Cause I do know that business as well. So I want to talk about how you built that business. I mean, how you came to say, okay, did you seek out other people that were doing it? Did you figure it out on your own? Did you create the lead source? Did you find the good leads? Like help walk us through that process. Well, originally I realized through people like Ed Milet, mm-hmm. you know, he's very wealthy from that space. Patrick, but David, another one, very wealthy from that space. I know a lot of people that were making a lot of money from that space. And I realized that again, it's very possible to make that kind of money. So I picked, I picked that industry because of the proof that I've, that I saw. Mm-hmm. So I knew people that were doing it. I, so if you see someone doing it, well, then you know, it's possible. Yeah. So because it was possible, I picked that and, uh, I just decided, you know, Hey, listen, this is, this industry makes more millionaires than any other industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into this one. Did you pick a partner? Did you yeah. get a mentor? Did you No, I picked someone that already knew the industry. Okay. You know, so with that, it's one of the, it's, it's like the great partnerships always. You brought something to the table that they didn't have. You were like, look, I have a lot of people that I'm teaching to close that are all selling the wrong shit. If you got a good product and you got a good system there, we can put it together. 100%. That's what happened. And see, again, you know, wow, that's pretty smart. Well, again, simple, really. Yeah. You know, I've got people that want to make a bunch of money and you've got a way to make a bunch of money. And what's crazy is they don't know how to get people. Yeah. You know, the hardest thing in that industry is to find other people to do it. Yep. Which is crazy because it's the industry that makes the most millionaires. You would think it's easy. It's just not easy because you have to go get licensed. You have to get trained. You know, it takes a while and people always want immediate gratification. Yeah. So because of my social media, I had the reach and, you know, obviously they had the experience. I said, listen, I'll bring the people. You bring the experience. They said, cool. So I went, obviously, you know, got licensed and everything to, to be proper. Mm-hmm. And then I did a few swipe ups on my story. And the next thing you know, I had 7,000 
people wanted to get licensed, getting licensed, um, getting licensed and, and, and starting to sell insurance. And then we get obviously paid when they sell insurance as well. So the volume is what really makes it impactful. That's another thing. You know, I don't want to make a million dollars from one person. I want to make $1 from a million people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more likely to stick that mm -hmm. way. One time I got a light speed account with general motors and GM said, Hey, you want us just to collect the money from the dealer? So you don't have to, and we'll just cut you the check. And I'm like, yes, man. Thank you. There was like, <laughs> let's say 400 dealerships at, mm -hmm. you know, I think it was 400 each. So it was a decent sized check. And I'm like, yes, that would be wonderful. But they, they were seeing the size of this check every month. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you need to do this. You need to jump over, you know, this hoop and that hoop. And they were making me bend over backwards because they saw the size of the check. And, and, and when they decided that that was too much, that check stopped. Well, had I just let all 400 pay yeah. me 400, yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So a lot of people think, oh yeah, I'd just rather have one big check. No, you don't. If you're smart and you're, and I say ethical, because again, dude, I don't want to make, I don't want to, I want value to be exchanged. Yeah. If there's no value, I'm not interested. I don't want to screw you out of money. Well, you can, like they say, you can shear a sheep a thousand times, but you can skin them only once. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm really about that. So it's like, you know, to me, if I can show someone how to get some confidence, um, realize that it's all mindset, skill set, and habits at the end of the day, and then give them the avenue, dude, that's valuable. Believe it or not, even though it's easy, it's still valuable. Mm -hmm. So, so for that exchange, well, now I override, you know, this commission for the next 20 years because this person's going to build a business. Yeah. So imagine having 7,000 businesses that you override every month. Dude, it's not, it's not, you know, too hard before you're making some loot. So, and then I did it. And then by the way, then I did it with another industry, solar. Well, yeah, we were going to, I was going to get to that because with, so, with solar though, you took on you took partners there as well. Sure. I take partners with them all. With them all. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go claim. I know the industry. You got to have someone that knows what they're doing. Like if I was going to do real estate, I'd come in here and make you a deal. Say, yeah. Hey, you know, how hard is it for you to get agents? And you'd be like, you know, we can get them. I go, well, what if I had 3000 knocking on doors tomorrow? You'd be like, well, good, but you have to get your license. Well, whatever the, you know, requirements are, I'd go do those. And now we would create, you know, real simply. Vegas. <laughs> real simply Vegas. Or simply real. Simply real Vegas. But simply real would be, you know, 5,000 people that I bring in that are all licensed realtors now selling houses for us, which is really for themselves. Mm. And would I be screwing them by bringing them around you no, and your I network? Mean, no, 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 no. No, because if you're a realtor in Vegas, you probably would want to be with simply. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm helping them by introducing them to the best in the business. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and because I make money, dude, there's only certain people that, that hate on that. Yeah. You know, it's, it, if you, if you seek to help people, you will get paid. It's the craziest thing because before, I mean, Zig Ziglar said it best. I'll even say it like he said it. Mm -hmm. If you help others get what <laughs> they want, it's a great way to get what you want. Well, it's true. And I didn't realize it until you know, I was 30 years old, but it's true. And so that's, that's why I do it. And now I'm just looking for other industries. Let me ask you this. Um, you were so focused in on Lightspeed for so long. Yeah. I, I, I know 
like, and I, and I know the business model with Lightspeed and I know the business model with insurance and I know the army you've built there. So I, you don't tell me numbers, but I'm, I'm guessing that insurance is probably out earning Lightspeed at this point. It would have to be. It's getting there. It's getting there. Okay. So the question. Lightspeed's pretty, pretty big. Though. I know it is. I know it is, dude. But, but the point that I'm making is this is. One of the things I think you can learn from this is people get so tunnel vision on one of the things they might be working on that they miss these bigger opportunities. You know, it happens in real estate all the time. You look yeah, at, but I, but I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity if you hadn't had life speed. I get it. I get yeah, it. Sometimes dude, you chase more than one rabbit. You're going to lose all the rabbits. No, I get, I get that as well. But I'm talking about like, if you look at real estate, right? Like so many people that are realtors get so caught up in, in, the transactional side of the business, the, the commissions they are chasing commissions. They don't understand the real wealth in this business is acquiring property. That's the wealth building. Yeah, and so many I, people get tunnel vision on that. So the fact that you were, went out of being tunnel vision to a certain extent on, on uh light speed and open your eyes to all these other businesses. I mean, I, would you say you've taken a quantum leap in the last two years? Cause it looks like you have. I think I've, I, I've, I've smartened up a little, matured a little. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I see my perspective is definitely widened, which is crazy that you're saying this because in 2024, what do you think I'm doing? I'm focused back on light speed. Are you all in on well, light Yeah, speed. because dude, there's so many companies that need a training platform. Yeah. There's so many, there's 29 small businesses in the United States. I don't even have a fraction of those. Well, I mean, I have a fraction, but there's the markets that huge yeah, and it's, it's recurring and it's SAS and it's beautiful business model. Yeah. And it literally got me on the map. So I ignored it for probably the last six, seven, eight years. Cause it's kind of on autopilot, mm -hmm. but we've only grown 20, 30% year over year. Yeah, but if you're growing 30%, you're ignoring it. What it's what I like to call that's uh that's failing successfully. percent. <laughs> I've been, dude, I've been, I've been succeeding in spite of myself <laughs> in spite of yourself. and it seems like that happens a lot. Like I just happen to succeed at everything <laughs> that I do, except for now, right now I bought, you know, uh, into five RV dealerships mm -hmm. and those aren't doing too well. Yeah. Of course I like to say, well, I'm not running them. Well, <laughs> even if I was running them, they might not be doing too well because of the economy and the, you know, the interest rates, et cetera. So, and it wasn't really well funded to begin with. Mm. So those, those, again, people are like, Brad, he wins at everything. No, no. Listen, dude, when you're a real entrepreneur, dude, you're, you're taking larger than normal financial risks than other people. And, and it, you know, you're going to lose some, but if you can win some, you're good. Yeah. Dude, I, I wired, I wired some money today and it was like, I light it on fire. I know I'm never going to see it again. I had to make payroll at one of the companies and, uh, and yeah, it's just tough right now in, in some of these, in some of those industries, like you said, like RVs, I mean, mortgage is a tough business right now. It's hard. You know, I know a mortgage company that's doing extremely well right now. Yep. Good for them. You want to know what they're doing? What are they doing? They are focusing on, I believe, cause I'm not from the industry. Mm-hmm consolidating debt. So you might not want an 8% interest lo loan on your house right now. Mm -hmm. That's crazy business. But what if you're paying 22% for all your credit cards? That consolidation through HELOCs because of the Yeah, so situation. why don't I go grab why don't I go grab you a couple hundred grand at 
Yeah. And you can pay off the couple hundred grand at 20%, dude. And they are closing deals. Like crazy. Left and right. Well, again, that, that's it's, Thank you, well, ladies thank and gentlemen. You. There you go. There, there, well, there you go. Because it's, it's if you look at our mortgage company, right, it's really heavy transactional because we do so many transactions through, through our real estate company that they feed to the mortgage company through vertical integration. But that really is heavy on our focus. And we probably need to pivot to focus on some other things. Dude, I'm telling you. Listen, and like you, I, I care can, about I, like you, get, I can always say I, I'm not running that company. So it's like, I, that's my excuse. Well, dude, when, yeah. when it comes to mortgages, <laughs> all you're trying to do is get some loan docs going, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, if you, if they're not doing it for a house, why would you do it for a house? It'd be crazy right now. Well, mm-hmm. listen, it makes perfect sense. If you got, you know, 20, 21% on your credit cards, I, I can get you a little loan for that off your home. And that's a mortgage. Well, I can tell you, dude, I, you can feel it. You can feel that credit card debt mounting out there when it, Big. Have you know? Have you noticed like you go around like when you're out now? It's a little slower. Oh, things are a little slower. Not remember, quite as many people around. Remember right when there were lines out of Louis Vuitton? Yes. and Gucci, yes. and Chanel, and all the. And I'm like, what the hell? Not anymore, dude. Now they're like freaking. A couple of them keep the little stupid rope up, dude. I I think I think, dude. I love seeing it. Why? Because they were being so smug. Uh, I have you been to New York lately? No. Okay, dude. I went for Christmas, took the kids. I am ruined from high-end brands from now on. Because it used to be like, you go to Chinatown and some guy would be like, yo, yo, come here, come here. And you go to some back room and they had the knockoff shit, right? Dude, from 4th Ave- from Fourth Avenue to 8th Avenue, everywhere from 41st Street to 58th, everywhere around Times Square, that giant block, including all the high-end shopping, every 25 feet, Sitting on the sidewalk, there is every high-end bag, every purse, every wallet, every belt, every hat. They were selling the fake Gucci shit in front of the Gucci store. Everywhere. And it's like, and you're looking at it and you're like, this is everywhere. I can give you $25. Why am I going to do this? You can't tell the damn difference. And literally, we got back. We got back the day you before. You can tell the damn I difference. Was, no, I, Brad, I'm telling you, I, I didn't pick it up. We didn't buy anything, but I got back. I went to Crystal's <laughs> to, to buy my wife a Christmas present. I went to Crystal's. I'm walking around the mall with the same shit I do every year, walking around all high stores. I couldn't do it. I called my wife. I go, I just, I can't fucking do it. I'm going to buy you some, I'm going to buy you some crazy hell shit instead. So we went with a different way. But I was like, I just, I can't bring myself to buy this. Cause I just, when you see it fluttered out in the street like that, all the knockoffs, it's like, what the fuck? It totally diluted its value. Uh, you know, I'm a believer in quality. The quality is different. Now, not in all cases. Mm. Leather belt's a leather belt. But brand's a brand. See, most people don't realize, I, I, I call it six levels. Mm. So if you can just master the six levels in real estate or any of them, you're going to win bigger than most. Yeah. Okay? The bottom of the six, they go up in, in, in seniority. The, the bottom of it is testimonials. Yeah. If you can get testimonials, dude, that's valuable. What's more valuable than testimonials? Referrals. See, if you can get referrals, dude, those are valuable. Yeah, well, sure. What's, what's more important than, than, than referrals? Following up, especially in the real estate game, dude. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all don't follow up worth the shit. Okay. Follow up is senior. Okay. What's senior to that? Sales. What's senior to sales? Marketing. What's senior to marketing? Brand. Branding. So you go branding, marketing, selling, follow-up, referrals, and testimonials. Those six, all you got to do is check a box. Am I good at branding? Do I have a brand? Am I building my brand? If the answer is no, and, and, and I don't know why I say real estate. I know this is outside that yeah. space now, but look at a realtor, dude. 
you, 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 the most successful realtors are the ones you know their name. That's a brand. They build a brand. Yeah, but the point, okay, but the point is, if the market is flooded with that brand and it's knocked off, what's the point? To me, it's like I looked at my buddies used to love to date strippers, right? I'm like, bro, dating a stripper that dances in an all new club where you go and your buddies go there, that's like having a Ferrari that anybody can walk in your office and say, hey, man, give me the keys, whatever they want. Oh, it's like window that's shopping. That's the fucking point. <laughs> There's no point to it. It's window shopping. I mean, dude, I, if I'm going to get something, I want it to be my, I want it to be unique to my situation. I'm the same way. All right, there you go. That's what but, I want. But, but again, we, we, to me, like there's a lot of fake Rolexes. Yeah. Doesn't decrease the value of a Rolex. No, it does not. So, and by the way, there's many fake Rolexes out there. Yeah. Now the question would be, would you wear the fake ones? Cause here's my rule and, and all my shit's real. Yeah. But when it comes to like very expensive shit, like diamonds and crazy stuff. Yeah. My rule is as long as you got the real one at home, you can wear the fake. That's true. I get it. If you got the real one at home, wear the fake one, then you're smart for doing that because then someone comes up, especially in California, and takes it. Go ahead, bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if but if someone says, hey, dude, you're, this guy's a fraud. He's wearing fake watches. You bet him. Let's take it down to the jeweler and see if it's real. Or if do it's you? Real, or, or, yeah, or, you do. You say, if it's real, it's, like a buddy or something. Oh, buddy. See, for me, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking sky's blue. Yeah, sky's yeah, like red. I said, dude, that's fake. Joke. And you said, no, it ain't fake. Knowing full well, yeah, it's a fake. And, and then you go, no, it isn't. Let's go to the jeweler. If, if they say it's real, you can go to any jeweler you want. If they say it's real, you owe me a thousand bucks. You just <sighs> go home and switch it out with the real one. I still have fucking PTSD over that day on your podcast when you bet me $1,000 your brother lived in Lake City, Florida. And I'm like, nobody moves to Lake City, Florida. And he did. That was, uh, I forgot about that. Did I you paid ever, you. Did you? Fuck, of course I did. I forgot. Yeah, I'm going to welch on a bet. Come on, man. That's no way to start a relationship. But so, so, so again, I mean, you know, back to the conversation to me, the focus was, Hey, I need to help people make money. If I can help people and I'm doing it selfishly, yeah. I got to, you know, I'm not an angel. I'm doing it somewhat selfishly because I realize helping people helps me. Yeah. So uh, how do I help people? And the, and the way you help people is you give them the right information and then you, that wasn't enough. And that's what made me realize now I got to go a step further and give them the right vehicle. Mm -hmm. So and then, I, then I did it with, you know, the biggest and best one so far, What's I think that? merchant services, credit card stuff. Yeah. yeah you talked about that dude. processing, processing. Number one, you can sell those companies for 20 to 30 times EBITDA like candy. Like that's mm -hmm. normal. You can get 40 and 50 if you, if your shit's dialed in, mm -hmm. um, it's very, how very, did you come to that? It's uh, uh, again, I started looking at my own processing and then I started meeting people in the processing space. And then I started seeing a lot of people in the processing space, making stupid amounts of money. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, guess what? The processing space is, I don't want to say crooked. I'll say unregulated. It's unregulated. I'll bet you, if you send me any credit cards, you guys take, you send me your statement. This goes for anybody listening, by the way, mm -hmm. real merchant services. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> but if you send me your statement, it takes two seconds. I'll bet you anything. I can either drastically save you money or, or significantly reduce what you're spending on processing. And people don't understand why. Well, because it was unregulated, dude. If I walked in here and you believe that 2.9 is, is the best. just the feed. You go, okay. Dude, but it's not. So, so I started looking at my processing and I started to realize, don't you have a Stripe account or anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how like, big is the business on? So how big of a business is Stripe? 
huge. Number one, the markups Stripe. are just massive. But so is Square and all, all this other that stuff. stuff. Yeah. But but I started looking at the at the payments I'm processing through Stripe, and at the end of the year, it's like you know you did nine million dollars, and you netted like because you can see what you paid. Yeah, you got to pay the vig. Yeah, and what you got, and I'm yeah. like, dude. And so I started looking and investigating and realized that it was unregulated. And I thought, man, again, I want to help people not get whacked on processing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, Stripe's woke. They're as woke as you can get. And they will shut your account down and freeze your funds and bankrupt small businesses that don't know any better. And so you shouldn't be on Stripe anyway. You should start Stripe because it's easy to get going. Yeah. But then go get qualified for a real merchant services company yeah. and, and, and switch, you know, in a month or two. So again, I tell people, even with Lightspeed, I say, you know, well, I need to start making money now. Well, go get Stripe for a month. We'll get you approved over here and then you won't be at risk. But anyway, so that's how I picked it. I, I was getting screwed. And then I started, you know, looking around to see how not to be screwed. And then I realized, dude, if you have, if you have the plug in at the top and that's all you need, yeah, then, then basically you can get in that business and help businesses. And there's so many businesses that are overpaying. And I'm not looking for the businesses doing billions in revenue. Yeah. I'm looking for the businesses doing a hundred grand in revenue because that's who can be helped the most. And that's who's getting banged out the worst. And They're they getting, need the money. They, they need the same. They need it and they get whacked and there's reserves and, and whatnot. So I can help people. And, and again, that's why I did it. I can help people. Then I realized, holy shit, man, you can sell your, your business for 30 times. And my, my business is already getting up there. And I always do it to my set, my head 30 times. Yeah, I, had it up. Damn, yeah. I haven't even done anything. Yeah. Like I got a partner president. I, you know, built the company, handed her the equity and the keys and said, dude, you be the, you be the freaking. Where'd you find this person? She found me actually okay. on social media. Got it. You know, that's, that's, that's why bra- the dude, power of social media. Well, it's branding. That's my point. Like, dude, my brand has allowed me to build several companies instantly in all ways. So, so when you look, when I look back, when I was only focused on light speed is because that's all I realized, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm like, dude, this is, this is number one is working. Finally it took me a long time to make yeah, it work. Sure. And then I'm like, man, this is, this is finally working. You know, I just need to focus on this and, 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 and not get distracted. So it was all about light speed. If it wasn't about light speed, I wasn't about it. But then I started building a brand. And then through that brand, I started meeting a lot of people. And through those relationships, I started seeing a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and now you start to realize, damn, I'm over here dicking with this. This guy's making $390 million. I got the wrong dream. Yeah, I'm over here dicking with this. This guy just bought yeah. a freaking island. Like, yeah. what am I doing? And what do you do? What do you do? Well, we do insurance. We do financial services. Yeah. How does that work? You mean all you need are people? Like I got that. People? Spades. I got people. <laughs> I got and not that. only that, people trust me. You know why they trust me? Because of the way, because of how I am. I'm looking to help people. I'm not looking to screw anybody. Yeah. Nobody's ever go read up on me. There's one uh, thing that I did find one, at one time. It said that they hired me to speak and all I did was walked around and drank and I didn't want to speak. And I was such a prima donna. First of all, that's total nonsense. Bullshit. That person that put that account up that showed me that it existed mm. was trying to get me to give him five grand to get it down. But that's the only thing I've I, ever I've seen. Been, I've, been, I've been there with some reviews. Dude, on that's the, the only, that's the only bad thing you hear about Brad Lee. Yeah. But my thing is, I think you need that one bad review because if you don't, if they're all good, 
people trying to say, like, is this bullshit? You, you need the one out of nine dentists to say this is not, Brad Lee is not the best toothpaste. Dude, you I need that dentist. Listen, there is nobody <laughs> that can say Brad Lee is not pure of heart. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, I, I love that. And one of the things you just said, too, that I want to dive back into, because I think it's a mistake that a lot of people make, um, whether you're coming up, whether you're a high level entrepreneur, I've seen people at all levels make this, which is when they're building a business, they focus on building the brand of the business and not a brand for themselves because people don't ever see a point in the future when they're not part of the business. And I remember, I'm going to give you two examples. I went to a meeting where the guy that was, it was a meetup and the guy that was the CEO of Chipotle that had built that company and recently taken a buyout and stepped away. And all of a sudden he's trying to do these, he's wants, wants to go on podcasts and wants to do things because he's trying to build his own brand. He had like 175 followers on, on Instagram because he never thought about doing anything for himself. It was always all of his energy when it was Chipotle. One of my good dudes. And see, you're, and see, it's Chipotle. Chipotle, I, whatever it is. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 people don't even know how to pronounce tomato, it. Tomato, tomato, I don't care. I'm what do you say? What do you say? But the other day I saw, I saw an, uh, an article in a very big publication about one of my friends. And it was talking about a project that he has coming online. And it was at the end of it, they said, how do we find you? And it was the Instagram handles for the business. And I'm like, bro, you got to start building your own stuff. Cause then like you said, opportunity finds you when you build yourself and not necessarily. Right not, not, only, not only that, I mean, businesses change. Yeah. Like I follow John Gafford. I don't follow simply Vegas. No. Is there a simply Vegas? I'm sure there is. There is. I don't run it. I don't, I don't have anything to do with it, I but see, I don't follow that. Like my, nobody my people follow. run it. Yeah. I got, I mean, they're, they're probably following out of courtesy to you, by the way. Yeah. But, but like, you know, I don't, if, if all you had was simply Vegas, I wouldn't necessarily follow it unless I knew that. That's just your, that's just what you're calling. That's your personal account. Yeah. People should build a personal brand. Yeah. Now that will help you build a brand brand. Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to Nike, by all means, build a brand like Nike, but that takes years, man. That's not an overnight thing. You can literally establish a personal brand much quicker. And then that personal brand will help you build a, a legacy brand. Do you find, let me ask you, because here's a question. Cause I, I saw something there's, and I won't be too detailed because somebody will think I'm being a hater, which I'm really not trying to be a hater, but there's a place where someone that I am in a, in a competitive space with advertises and they are literally just advertising the name of their company. There's no call to action. There's no measurable. There's no anything on that. I don't like to spend any money marketing any of my businesses unless I can measure the results. Do you like, do you see any, like, because like you just said, unless you're Nike and you have a billion dollar ad spend, you can't build a, a brand that way. Agree, disagree. What are your thoughts on that? I would agree that they should, that you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Because again, nobody, nobody follows companies, man. I don't follow Apple. I would follow Steve Jobs. I wouldn't follow Virgin. I'd follow Richard Branson. So even though it was accidentally discovered, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know which company you're talking about, but if you ask me, Brad, who do you think here in Vegas is my competitor? I don't fucking know. <laughs> They're not doing because a very good job. Because I don't have a competitor, job. Brad. Well, I don't well, have well, any not They're not doing a very good job of it, first of all. And it, they might be spending a lot of money. Dude, it costs a lot of money to, to, to establish your business's name in the, in the hearts and minds of many. Oh, sure. It's very expensive. Yeah. Dude, you could spend a fraction of that, make yourself famous, and then everybody would know what your company is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's almost like a reverse hack is all I'm saying. So I agree with you. I don't know who you're talking about, but I wouldn't promote or, 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 or encourage somebody to spend a lot of money on their, on their company branding 
And what you said is branding, meaning yeah, it's straight no the return. name of the company, no call to action, yeah. no website, yeah. no phone no, number, just no. the name of the company. All that is is long term branding play. Yeah, and and I wouldn't do it unless I was just loaded and just didn't care. It's just not measurable. I mean, it's just not measurable. And you, I, you won't buy a Louis belt either. No. Well, no, no, no. Well, I have. I'm wearing a Gucci belt right now that did not come off the sidewalk from New York. What if your wife wants one? She gets whatever she wants. You know the rule. Come so on, she, man. Exactly. You know the rules. I was just making sure that you don't, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't skimp just because, no. just because there's fakes out no, there. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I, I tell you where I, back to skimping. What are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on lab diamonds and real diamonds? That's a great question. I believe uh, in real diamonds. Why? Well, because they are hard to find and they're real. Okay. Um, and by the way, if you really look into it, diamonds aren't rare at all. No, the beers they're just controlled. The, they're controlled very well. But at the end of the day, a real diamond took thousands of years and a lot of pressure to, to create. A lab-grown diamond is a synthetic. The same way. It's a synthetic fake diamond. Here's the only time I would change my mind. Because when they tried to sell me a lab diamond for my girl, I'm like, I had one question. If I brought that to anybody that knows diamonds. Would they know it was lab? Would they know that was lab? And they yeah. said, yes. And I said, well, then it's fake. Because I can't sell it for what I want to sell it for. It's just fake. It's not a real diamond. Okay. And again, dude, I'm I'm the real Bradley. My brand is I get real. It. I get, Everything's no, real merchant, real this, real that. How can I endorse fake or lab grown? Lab grown is literally another way to say fake. I know, but for me, for I'm just for me, because the reason this came up is one, one of our guys here, young guys, just got engaged. God bless him. We were, we were so excited for him. And he was all asking us about ring advice and this and that. And I was like, bro, you're a young dude. You're making good money. But I mean, I don't know that your young girl would rather not have a lab diamond that looks really impressive that, you know, she's happy with this. Well, then why lab? He went, re he went, re he went real. He went, he went real. Yeah, but, but, why, was, but why lab? Why not CZ? I we because CC I think that's not it because that's because tell. that's not a diamond. Neither is a lab grown. It's a lab grown diamond. It is not in <laughs> there. Is, that's just a, a marketing guy's it's way of saying diamond. fake. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I swear to you, it's not. If they can tell the difference, then it's not the real thing. There you go. Well, you've but, heard the real Brad Lee only buys real diamonds. Well, years. again, dude, I'm just like I just endorse authentic, real, not only merchandise and 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 things, but people. Yeah. You know, I think people should be authentic as well. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, when people get married, especially dude, they'll, they'll put on some front for a couple of years and then you get married and it changes, especially like there's a lot of women that they'll do certain things to get married. If yeah. you know what I mean? And then it's and, different. And then as soon as they start, as soon as they're married or I always say the wedding cake does it, but as soon as they eat the wedding cake, they change their, their interests. Let's yeah. just say, well, why is that? Well, because again, they were putting on their best foot or their best face so they can get married. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. If you're a slob in real life and you're trying to get married, be a slob. So the person that marries you knows you're a slob and guess what? There's people that will, that will love a slob, Yeah, but it, they're probably a slob too. So at the end of the day, be real. And so I can't endorse fake, but if you're going to be fake, you might as well be the cheapest fake you can find. <laughs> like dude, cubic zirconia. Yeah. I, if somebody, if someone younger came to me and said, Brad, do you think I should buy my girl a real diamond or a cubic zirconia or yeah. a lab grown? I would say personally, if you can afford it buy the real, why? 
because, dude, you it's should real. be real and you should be authentic and you shouldn't lie to her. But if, if you're going to buy the fake one, go all fake. If you're going to buy the fake, <laughs> buy the CZ because I don't know the difference between a CZ and a lab Just grown go diamond. all fake. And not only that, dude, I would tell her. That it was fake. Yeah, I would say, hey, listen. Well, you don't ever want anybody. To, yeah, I mean, that would be crazy. You don't want somebody to walk into a situation where they think something they got on is real. And you know how fake. many fake rings are out there, dude? Lots. Dude, walk. Go get a diamond tester. And just walk around and put it on people's stuff. Just have it on you for fun and giggles. <laughs> when 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 there's your friends are around, and you know you see people at a bar, you meet them at a bar. Say, hey, you want me to test that for you? They'll go, yeah, and go beep, and you'll you'll start to. I bet you anything be amazed at how many people are wearing fake shit and they don't know it's fake. They have no idea. No, because the dude gave them a fake diamond. <laughs> oh man. Can you do that? Would, that would be the, that would be the end of that. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about, cause you've also um, just from what I've seen, which is interesting because a lot of times in business, you look to partner with people that complement what you don't do, right? You look for people that, that, that complement what they do. They have the knowledge you don't, you have the people, this and that, but you and Andy Elliott have, have been doing a lot of stuff lately, it seems like. And you guys are very similar in skill set. Are you? I, I'm, I, I think you are. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm asking. So, Well, Andy, again, dude, he's very intense. Yeah, he's really intense. You know, I'm not that intense. Yeah. You know, he believes that if you're not extremely shredded and jacked, <laughs> you're not going to be successful. I tell him all the time, well, that's bullshit. Look at me. <laughs> so, and I know a lot of fat, successful people mm -hmm. out of shape, but his argument, which I agree with is, are you really? Because again, depending on your perspective, you can't be fat and successful. Yeah. Well, it depends on how you measure success. He measures success 360 degrees. Apparently I only measure success financially. That's it. You know, and I'm making a joke because we, we, we don't see eye to eye on certain things, but he's got his skill set. I've got mine. He's got his personality. I've got mine. He's just a cool dude. And he's been, believe it or not, no matter who talks shit about him, the dude actually cares. Yeah. He's not like, he's not trying to be that way. He is that way all the time. And I know people that I used to work with and I still work with them, but I know several people that act the way he is. And his team tries to pretend to be like his team mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. So like, dude, he, he, people are like, he's got a cult. Yes, he does. He has a cult and, 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 and he loves it and he loves them and they love him and it's real. So again, I like him because he's real, dude. Yeah. He's, I, I've watched him for a long time before I started endorsing him. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, you know, and people say, well, there's a thing against you. You can Google up a thing where he, he, he told, he, he was in this federal thing. I said, well, dude, I'll ask him about it. So I asked him about it. He was real about it. So again, like to me, dude, I like Andy. Andy well, dude, you look at like Stuman that was in prison. He, I like to tell you all day about it. I don't give a shit. But I like Stuman too. That's that's part of it. That's part of his, that's part of his journey. He doesn't care. I'll so, so the, the, to say we're similar is almost a compliment. And then almost now I don't agree. Why? Because he's bald, jacked, intense. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not. Well, no, but I think what I meant was was his, his skill set from the outside looking in seems yep. to be really teaching excellence through sales. And that's kind of what I think of when I think of you is the same thing. Sales? Maybe no excellence in sales, really learning, uh, 
excellence in, in on all that entails. I mean, I think people hear the word sales and they think immediately, you know, what do I have to do to give you this Hyundai? But, you know, as you've said many times, and so have I, we're selling all day. You're yeah. selling from the second you wake up, second, you, for, when you're a little kid, you're selling. How do I get another bowl of Fruity Pebbles? Let me hustle dad. You know, how do I do this? We're all in sales. We're all in sales. So that's what I meant. What are you guys, what are you and Andy doing together? What is well, it? Well, then you're very similar to us too. I you? agree. I, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> what are we doing? What are you and Because you guys are doing masterminds together. What is it? Well, I mean, we think things up as we're out hanging out and, you know, we, our families our my kids and his kids are like exact matches. Mm -hmm. So, so like we hang out outside of the space and then we'll talk and we'll be like, dude, what do people need? You know? So, so right now we're, we're starting this thing called the revolution mm -hmm. and it's just a coaching group. We meet a couple of times. We're going to get people in the best shape. We got the best fitness coach and nutritionists and like the best in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to get people in killer shape. We're going to teach people how to make a bunch of money, scale their business, grow their business, and how to literally build confidence and become, a, 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 I call it, a high, high value individual. Mm -hmm. Male or female, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But mainly men. You know, it's we're, we're teaching men to be men again. Teaching men to be men again. I like that. I always think about that scene in, a, what is it, the, the movie with, oh, shit, I'm terrible with movie names and everything else, where the guy's... David Lindhagen, that movie where his wife cheats on him, whatever it is, with Steve Carell. And then uh, Ryan Gosling takes him under his wing and he's like, uh, yeah, you lost your manhood. Any, any idea where you might've lost, where you might've lost it? And he's like, there could be a strong case from 1992. So yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of that. I think there is. Yeah, there is. You know, talking about being a high value person, I wanted to ask you about this too, as a good segue for that actually. But you posted a piece of social media that I thought was so interesting in what it was. And it wasn't one of your messages. It wasn't one of your one-offs. It wasn't an entertainment quip. It was you standing at an event backstage, offstage, wherever you were. And there was a kid talking to you. And it was just like, he was just, just this and this and this. And you kind of looked at him and said, man, you ask a lot of questions, don't you? <laughs> that was the question you asked him. And I thought in that moment, I, I thought, what a perfect antithesis for this, how to be a high value person. Cause you were kind of like, you're doing it wrong. It was your nice way of saying you're doing this wrong, but yet you were still doing it in a, in a, in a nice way. It wasn't like a dude, you're doing it. Do you know, remember the clip I'm talking about by chance? I remember the clip. I don't remember the point of that clip, but, but you know, I remember the conversation with the kid Yeah, and I, and you're exactly right. I was basically telling him like, you know, add value first. Yeah. See when, when people always come up and say, how do I get around all these players and you know, influential people. Well, there's a couple of ways. Number one, you become one. Mm -hmm. As soon as you become one, then you're around them. Yeah. You know, that's what I did. Uh, to become one, you know, be successful in a lot of ways, you know, build a business, do something notable, you know, but, but the other way is to provide value. So most people walk up and they, and they say, Hey John, you know, how, how do I, I do? provide value? Well, you're asking this guy for value before you give them any, mm. don't do that. Asking someone, how can I be a value is asking them for value. Well, it's creating a problem for them. You're making them work. You're making them think and, and you're asking them for value Yeah, because it's valuable to know what I value. Mm. So if you walk up and say, what do you value? And I tell you that I gave you value first. You don't do that. You, you, you provide value. And I was just educating the young man, walk up and, 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 and provide value. He goes, how? Well, you can make some assumptions. You know, everybody wants more money. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants more time. 
everybody wants more freaking status attention. and love. Yeah. Adoration. Yeah. Like you can assume these yeah. people want more money, time, adoration, you know, so just figure out how can I get this guy more, more business, more something. And what happens is, you know, if, if, if this guy came or you just met him today, mm-hmm. if this guy came around every day and just started giving you, Hey, my buddy owned uh hook you up here, hook you up there, hook you up there. Yeah. Dude, pretty soon you're going to be like, oh, I love this kid. That's how you do it. Mm. You, you build value. It, it's, it's so funny too. Cause people just do that. So incorrectly. <laughs> what is that? That's the clip. That's the clip. There it is. Yeah. People can, uh, so often just walk up and they're like, man, how, how do I, how do I get in your circle, man? How do I get this? And I'm always like thinking the same thing. I'm like, bro, if you're asking me that question, you probably aren't going to be in my circle. Cause for me anymore, it's like, you got, you got three options to get in my circle. You better be getting me excited about something you're doing that makes me want to learn more about you and what you're doing. Like with credit card processing, holy shit, how do you do that? You better have a way to get me excited about what I'm already doing which means you can plug in and get that. And even through conversation, we're just having a great conversation about what I'm doing. And it's opening my mind to more possibilities in my own business, or you better make me laugh. And I mean, belly laugh. And if you ain't doing one of those three things, or hopefully some combination of the three, I just don't have the time. I just, I think the older we get, you look back and I mean, dude, how much time in your life have you wasted? I mean, if you could literally 95% just go back. 95% of my life. <laughs> exactly. Dude, just a nonsensical bullshit that you wish you could go back and get it back. So I'm so guarded with my time anymore that you've got to be like, bro, if you're not checking one of these three, I can't help you. <laughs> so you've evolved, though. Yeah. I'm still kind of wasting time. Are you? I mean, not intentionally. Well, what's your, okay. So what's your, what's your, what is. I like Call of Duty. Okay. Well, is that a waste? I was going to say, yeah, it is. Yes, it, but, I like cigars. Is it or not? Well, okay, here we go. Is Call of Duty a waste? Let's get into that. Because here's my question. I, personally, I don't think so. Why? Well, because, dude, it's how I relax and unwind. That's what I was going to ask. Does it bring your blood pressure down? Does it? It actually brings it up. But. <laughs> You're screaming at 13-year-old kids. God damn it, Billy. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, my you, flank. You, you get pissed when. Yeah, exactly. See, you play. God, no, See, I just he don't, plays, no. he knows. I'm just familiar with the vernacular. That's it. Yeah, like you get pissed <laughs> off when some idiot freaking, you know, doesn't know how to play and you get killed. But. No, dude, I think it, I think it, it allows me to just chill. Yeah. It's like, just like watching TV. People are like, oh, you watch TV? You don't listen to all these gurus that says you can't freaking enjoy life and still win because you can. The question is, is what's a waste and what isn't? I believe I waste a lot of my time because I could be doing things more productive, but I also choose to waste it. Why? Because, dude, you're going to die one day, man. You want to die frazzled? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, just, just like, just like when I said, Andy believes you have to be shredded, dude, I would hate to go through life shredded and the whole world knows me as shredded killer, freaking jacked. And I've never had a donut. Fittest guy in the cemetery. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, I want a donut, man. I want to live. I want to eat. I want to have fun. I don't, I'm not round. I'm okay. See, now, if I thought for one second, being chiseled like that would actually improve my life drastically. Well, then I guess I would do it, but I don't believe it. Yeah. You can't convince me. Well, I think, I think there's a difference between waste. My definition of wasting time is when you look back, like you, you went and did something like somebody called you and said, Hey, we should go to dinner. And you were like, oh, I really don't want to go, but I'm going to say yes, just because I'm going to go. And then you go and you sit through this dinner or, or, or you allow somebody to come in and give you a sales pitch. 
Oh, and you know already you're not gonna you are you already know I, I don't want the shit, but you know, no, just give me give me 10 minutes. And then they come in and then they just you just look back at that time as shit, I just wasted that. I don't look at time if you wanna you wanna sit me on a on a beach with a donut in my hand. That is not wasting time to me. That is an investment in my mental health. Right. I'm talking about when you just you just you're just not guarded with giving other people your time. Like I I have in my evolution, as you just called it, I have, I have worked very hard to get rid of assholes. Like if you come and ask me like, what should I do? How should I do this? And then you go out and do the exact opposite. I'm never going to like, I'm not going to make that investment again. I, I told the story. I had some people that were coaching with me at one point and uh, they called me up and they said, Hey, uh, we need to reschedule. When I need to reschedule, if something came up, we can't be there. I said, okay, no problem. You know, I'll work it around. I'm moving around. That's fine. They called me the next week. And they said, oh, you know, really sorry. This came up. I got to reschedule. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, what? I said, if you were had a meeting today with Tony Robbins, would you have canceled it? And this is not about me comparing myself to Tony Robbins. I'll get to the point in a minute. I said, would you have canceled that? And they said, no. And I said, why? And I said, because Tony Robbins. I said, it's because you value his advice. You don't value my advice the same way. So you're never going to take it anyway. This is a waste of time for both of us. No. And that was it. That was the last coaching. Well, I need to do more of that. Yeah. I mean, I still take meetings. I don't know if it's YOLO or what, but someone will be like, Hey, you know, do you want, you want to meet for 20 minutes, make a billion dollars. I'm like, well, what's it regarding? You know, uh, I'll tell you when I see you. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right. Maybe, I got 20 maybe, minutes. Maybe they're right. Maybe yeah. they're not. And this yeah. is the one. They come with, their, be come with rubber dog shit. No, we're going to sell this in convenience stores. No, but, <laughs> but dude, a lot of, a lot of meetings that I've taken that I normally wouldn't have, or someone wouldn't have, have turned out to work. Well, that's not a loss then. You can't look at that as lost time. Because I'm saying I don't because you got a batting, but because you because you got to lump the good in with the bad as far as a percentage of wins. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think personally, you know, I could be a little more focused. Yeah. And in my 2024 dedication was to be a little more focused. How do you focus? I'm going to stop cussing on the podcast. Okay. I'm going to start doing more podcasts all alone by myself. Do you know, do you know that if you do some all alone, I'll bet you people like them more. Brother, let me tell you, let me tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I had one for Tuesday to go out. Right. And we, I shot it. I did it over zoom because the guy was out of town and I didn't like the quality of what came through. He had a bad connection. It was the audio was bad. I didn't like it and it bothered me. So I was like, you know what? I'm not posting it, but here we are. It's holiday weekend. Nobody's working. So I came down here by myself in the studio on new year's day. And I, I did 45 minutes on business planning and we launched it up on Tuesday and it was the most downloaded single day I've had by yourself. By myself. Same thing happens with me, dude. I do what's called solo bombs every year. Mm -hmm. If you look back my YouTube team, everybody says, dude, solo bombs are the most popular. And I'm like, but it's just me. Yeah. And they're like, dude, that's what people want. How long are you doing them? How long are they? An hour. You're doing a full hour? Same hour. Like my latest one, man. Again, I might, I show you my text. My team just said, dude, I, I told you because again, for some reason, when I do them solo. So this year I said, I'm going to stop cussing. I'm going to elevate. I'm going to level up. I'm going to start being more demanding on my expectations. I love that because you, uh, I think it was you. I, I might have got four agreements from you. I don't remember where four I got that book. Definitely. I don't remember where I got that book, I but, but be impossible to, to be misunderstood. Um, you know, expectations. One of my big problems in life has always been being disappointed in the actions of others when they had no clue what my expectation of them was. 
I've always, you like, you just, I think that human A should just act the way they should, because I think they should act that way without me ever expressing to them, this is what I need. Oh yeah. And so uh, that's been one of my things this year is to be very direct about, about expectations and what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, it's not, I don't do it in a mean way. I don't do it in, a, in an angry way. It's just like, look, this is what I want. And they're allowed to say no. Cause if, if somebody says no, then that's fine. But at least I'm not sitting around stewing in, are they going to do it or not? And then when they don't do it, I'm mad. Foolishness. Yes. I, and I think that's fair. And I think that's fair. And not just work relationships. I think it's fair in, you know, in romantic relationships and friendships. I think that's fair. You know what you call that? What's that? Authenticity. Yeah. There you go. Transparency. I there agree with it. Yeah. A lot of people will call me abrasive. I don't think I am, mm -hmm. but some people have said, oh, dude, you're, you're, you're a handful. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, you just kind of, you're a little blunt. You kind of say it like it is. That's because that's the clearest, most concise way to say it mm -hmm. plainly. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to use big words. You know, a lot of people want to use big words, but the only reason they're using big words is to make you think they're smarter than they are. Yeah. Or maybe that they are, but yeah. it's irrelevant. Like why choose big words when you know some people don't understand them. I like to, Keep it simple, get to the point. And some people don't like that. Some people don't like poetry. Some people don't like the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very similar. But to me, it's the easiest way to communicate and get understanding. And that's all I'm looking for. I believe that my superpower is to provide clarity in a world of chaos. Okay. Is that your personal mission statement, would you say? No. <laughs> my, my personal mission statement. It's a bumper sticker. What is yeah, it? My, What's the my, personal mission? What's Bradley's personal mission statement? If you got one, my mission is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Mm -hmm. I believe the reason people fail is because they don't have the right information. Now, some people say, well, it's the action, you know, knowledge without action is worthless. That's the right information. You see, yeah. that's the right information. So the right information includes you got to take action. Mm -hmm. The right information understands, listen, guys, it's not rocket science to be successful. Dude, me and you, I don't know what you think, but I always look at me, you, whoever's quote unquote successful. Dude, there's nothing special about us. At least me for sure. Yeah. Anyone can do this. They just don't think they can. They think it's tough. They think it's rare. They think, they think, they think. And the problem is, is that's the problem mm -hmm. is what they're thinking. Mindset. The next one is your skill set. Dude, there's people that aren't very good. There's people that work in Simply Vegas, I'll bet you, that aren't very good. And they don't understand why, why, why they can't sell like this guy and why ain't they getting results like that person? Mm. Because you're not very good. Tell the truth. You're not very good. Okay. The good news is everyone can get good. It just takes time. It takes practice. It takes repetition. It takes learning and development. And guess what? That's work. But you can get good. Everyone can get good. Just some don't. Now, that's skill set. The next one is your habits. You, if you have bad habits and you're very good and talented and you're positive, you still probably aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. is you, have you ever seen somebody passionately running in the wrong direction? <laughs> It, I'm telling you, it's away possible. from people, probably. No, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's possible to have a real positive outlook, and you're all freaking, you know, your mindset's positive and abundant, and you know, you you you're not very skilled. Yeah. And then and then there's positive and abundant, and you're talented, but your habits are in the toilet. Mm -hmm. You don't go anywhere. So all you need to do to succeed in life, money, and business, realize that there's three areas you have to master. Mm. Your mindset, 
your skill set, and your habits. If you can master those three, dude, you're done. You're guaranteed successful. Now, there's people going to listen to this podcast and say, oh, it's not that easy, Brad. Mm. That's your mindset. That's your mindset stopping you. That's your belief system stopping you. It is that easy. Mm. Okay, skill set. Well, not everybody can be in the top 20%. Yes, everybody can. Mm. Argue with me. Like, you ever see those booths on the memes that say, Tell me I'm wrong or argue with me for $10 and prove me I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, listen, what I'm saying is real. It's fact. Everyone that's listening to this podcast can be successful. They need to focus on their mindset, their skill set, and their habits. If they master those three areas, John, there's no stopping you. I think there is one more key factor to that though. And I will say this as somebody that runs a lot of companies that I do, one of the things that I am very in tune with is making sure I have the right people in the right seats because I don't wouldn't that, believe wouldn't that be a skill set. It is. Well, no, 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 no. It, yes and oh. no. Yes and no. No, it's a Ye- skill set. No, yes and no. It's it, called leadership. It's I'm a saying, skill set. I'm saying it's a skill set, but people are also built certain ways. Like there are people that have personality types that love being accountants. They love it. I I would, I, could I learn to be a great accountant? Could I practice to be a great accountant? Could I be the best accountant in the world? I'm going to give myself credit and say, yes. Would I hate that job every day? Fuck yes, I would because I'm not built for it. But what are you built for? I'm built for what I do. I'm built for leadership. I'm built for speed. Buddy, no, I, if, if you look at a disc, I, I'm very big on personality profiles when I, when I place people in jobs. I'm yeah. very big on it. I am. If you know the DIS test, I am 99% D, 99% I. I have almost no S and no C, which means I am built for sales and built for leadership. But if I didn't have a great team of people behind me telling me where I need to be at three o'clock, I would not be there because <laughs> I am not a cross the T's and dot the I's kind of guy. Yeah, That's not my skill set. So I surround myself with people that are have those skills in the right seats to prop me up. Well, I That's would agree what with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think everybody can be a great salesman. I agree. I so your 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 point is very well taken. However, you were gonna you you were serving it up like you were gonna add that, which is mm-hmm. in one of those categories. It, okay, so which category did I say was in there? It's in skill set. Okay, so but it's understanding where you belong in the world and 100%. what makes you happy. Because just because you can get good at something doesn't mean you're gonna be happy doing it. That's my point. True. That that that, 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 that was I would my agree point. with. That was my point. Because I, I think, like pe- you said, like you said, so many people. Like you said there's probably people that aren't very good at Simply Vegas, right? There's got to be. And of course, there is because the law of averages, and we have 600 people that work here. And and, but and, my and how po- many are in the top 10 percent every month? We have a 10 percent. No, but surprisingly <laughs> enough, my top 25 rotates pretty well, which Dude, makes me happy. Bottom line, though, is makes top, me happy. The top 10 percent is the top top 10 percent. But my my thing is, there's probably people that work here. They just aren't built for this job from a personality standpoint. Could be. And they would be happier and doing something else. True. And there's and, been a lot you, of times. they should. And, and keep in mind, I am one of the only, I think I might be the only brokerage in Las Vegas that we let people go. Like if you're, if you're not doing anything and you're not investing in yourself and you're not a good fit and you're not doing what you need to get better, we're not just a place where you can just hang a license. Yeah. Like there's, there's a million places to do that. This is not one of them. So we have over That's the years, culture. it is, but I, I would say over the years, some of my best moves with people have been almost inviting them to leave the business and seeing them go on and do other things that they're better suited for. And they're happier for it. That's good leadership. Yeah. They're happier for that. See, I got 
a poor grade in that department. <laughs> I, I, I would wait and wait and wait and hope and hope and pray and pray and train and train and, and, and wish and wish. Yeah. Have you ever like shucked oysters looking for pearls? Never looking for pearls, but I've shucked a lot of oysters. Well, when you shuck oysters looking for pearls, you pop one open and look. And if there's no pearl, you throw it and mm -hmm. grab another one and you shuck it. And if there's no pearl, you throw it. And if you grab one and shuck it and there's a pearl, you get the pearl. Mm -hmm. And that's how you shuck oysters looking for pearls. And in business, it's like shucking oysters. And what people do is they pop an oyster and they don't see a pearl. So they hold it and, and wait, <laughs> wait for one to and, grow and, and, and pray that the next time they look in there, there'll be one. <laughs> and so when you walk up to them, you go, how you doing? You know, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I'm trying to make some money. I'm, I'm, you know, huh? <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, next. And next. it might be the industry that you've picked. Yeah. Cause people say, Brad, you know, I, I had a guy tell me, you know, he was saying, you know, Brad never gives up. I give up, dude. I've given up a lot of things Yeah. and I've, and I've quit businesses that I might've won in, but I don't quit trying. That's mm -hmm. for sure. But I'll quit doing things. You know, I listen to the market. If, if after 700 episodes of my podcast, no one was listening, I'd give up. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it. Why? Because I did 700 of them, dude. Now I'm not going to give up after six. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to give up after 600. You need, you need a sample size that's, ma that's making sense. hundred so, percent. I, I, I always say the truth is in the math. Like anytime we have a, we have a problem with one of our businesses, I'm always like, well, what's the math? Let's look at the math. Let's look at the conversion rates. Let's look at the ROI. Let's look at the, let's look at the numbers that I always, I always look for the solutions in the math. And I think that people that work on a gut feeling and hope and man, I, I just, I feel like it's going to get better. No, dude. It, it, you know, see me and you are a little opposite. Are there. you? you well, go by I feel? love data, but dude, I believe my intuition is strong and I believe that everyone's intuition is there. They just don't listen to it. Like, man, I got a feeling, dude, that's probably the right feeling. You talk business with a wife? Not really. Yeah. See, my, my wife is my consigliere because I feel like she's an empath. I feel like she's very, very in tune. Like when she meets people. Yeah, she'll she, tell you. She's got it. Like I like and there's I, only I, been like two people. She's like, ah, and both of those people end up to not be good people. I talk to my wife in that way. Yeah. Um, like I don't go home and, and break down everything that's happening and who should I fire and all this. And all yeah, that. yeah. But I do talk to her about that. And she and she does tell me. Her feeling. And she's always been right. I know. How do they do that? How even, do they do that? Even with chicks. Like one time she was telling me about this girl that was nice and I was going to hire her. Mm -hmm. And she said, you're not going to hire her. And I said, babe, you're not going to tell me who I can hire and who I can't hire. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. She said, well, you're not going to hire her. And I said, why? Because she's cute. And she said, no, because she wants you. I said, oh my God, she doesn't want me, babe. And I swear to you. Like I you got to relax. I had no clue. I said, she does not want me. There was no indication of it whatsoever. And uh, that night or a night, very shortly thereafter, we're out drinking or something. <laughs> and I get a text and it's her. Uh -huh. And apparently she does want some. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, how did you know? I showed her. She said, I told you. I told you. So I delete, block, done. Told Which you. was bummer because I thought she'd be a great salesperson. But, I, but, but at the end of the day, man, that's intuition yeah. and people have it. Yeah. And I think if you listen to your intuition more often, mm -hmm. you're going to be 
more successful more often. Yeah. I think with the business, I think it's built in, dude, with with the business, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good there with people. Sometimes I think, you know, my problem is I kind of, I always want to believe the best in people. Right. Me too. It's like, it's like, especially, especially in, in our circles, like you meet somebody and they're with this dude and that guy knows them and you're like, they must be okay. Right. And the next thing you know, a dude gets arrested for, you know, doing some bad shit and you're like, Whoa, didn't see that one coming. And it's just, it, it's hard. Cause you definitely, I, I think it, it's like, you don't want to be cynical with people, but you almost kind of have to, especially when you, when you've worked so hard to build your brand, because who you, who you surround yourself with can tarnish you. Cynical, I think is the wrong word. Is that the wrong word? Cautious, skeptical, skeptical, skeptical's fair. Like I, right. I preach it's okay to be skeptical. Cynical. I don't That's just, I assume, don't cynical. just assuming everybody's a scumbag. Yeah, but, but, but assumption. But, dude, I'm a skeptic. <laughs> I'm a skeptic all the all, all day long. I mm-hmm. think it's it's self-preservation. It's intelligent to be skeptic mm-hmm. uh, or skeptical. But but I still have intuition. And it, and a lot of times it's right. And, and I've not listened to it sometimes. And every time I should have. Like yeah. I should have listened to it. And even again. Lately, 2024, I said, I'm going to start listening to my intuition a little bit more. Yeah. But it's tough, man, because you don't want to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're worried. And see, here's what happens when people start becoming successful. Before we had anything, I don't know if you were born with money or handed to you, but a little little struggle. By the way, for people out there in the world that were born with money. I grew up in Lake City, man. Come on. (laughs) But I mean, I don't hate on those people. A lot of people do. Oh, he was handed everything. Dude, listen, I wish I was handed everything. Yeah. You know, I wish my dad was a billionaire and gave it all to me. I wish, but Hey, he didn't. And I wasn't in that club, but if you were, I'm not mad at you. Like a lot of people are, but if you were born with everything, you wouldn't understand. But when I'm starting a business, and I don't have anything, I'm willing to risk it all. Why? Well, because dude, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. And when you take that approach and you realize what, what mindset is that really? Well, that's a mindset of abundance. Well, that's, what was it? Uh, Seneca would sleep outside on the ground in ancient Greece because, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to always be reminded that if he lost everything, it would be okay. He would, on, he would on occasion do that. Yeah. What you just said was a, was a, was a pretty prominent stoic. Well, 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 again, because dude, like when I, I, I go back and I study what I did when I, when I lose and when, and when I win, and yeah. like, when I won, man, I was out there running and gunning and I took risk and I didn't care and I was okay. And I was willing to risk. Yeah. And then you start winning and winning and all of a sudden you have something to lose. And all of a sudden you go, well, wait a minute, I don't want to lose this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, now your mind just went from abundant to scarce. Yeah. And people do that all the time. You might be thinking in your head, should I do that? Because we all do it. And what happens is you start to get scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you stop marketing and you stop advertising and you start worrying and you start thinking yourself into a freaking slump. Well, here, dude, I have a friend of mine that is in the middle of selling his company. I saw an exit and the, it's a, it's an eight figure exit. It's a good deal. And, um, it's a decent, it's a great cash flow business and it's, it's a good exit. And he didn't, he wasn't thinking about selling it, but all of a sudden this just offer just kind of showed up. And all of a sudden my buddy's like freaking out because it's, a, it's going to close soon. And he's all of a sudden like, you know, he went from having this, you know, more money than he could spend coming in every month and whatever he wanted, you know, he, he whatever they want to do, he can do because of the cash flow coming in. And all of a sudden now it's this lump check that's coming to him. And he's like, oh shit, what am I going to do with this? What if I lose it? What am I going to do with this money? Because it, it's not coming anymore. So even though he's selling the business, he's more scared of the, of the lump sum now. 
And he's gonna he's gonna probably have a little bit of an uh, of, a, of a situation. Hopefully, it's enough to where he doesn't have to worry. But yeah, it's eight figures. So well, it's that happens check. with businesses and business owners left mm-hmm. and right. They'll start their business with with abundant balls out, and then and then they start winning, and then they go, wait a minute, don't want to play not to lose. I don't want to be broke again. I remember how it was. So let me let me be more careful. Let me let me take less action. Let me let me take less risk. And, and, and all of a sudden their business slows down. What's your, what's your current risk profile now that you're, I mean, now that we are becoming men um, of a men of an astute age and you got three young kids and you know, new baby, congratulations again, by the way, to you and Melissa, a uh, new baby. It's been, how is she now? She's eight months two. old. She's two. She's two. Too, yeah. I just congratulated Thankfully. you on having a two-year-old. Thankfully, she's two. <laughs> oh did God. you did you see the video on that? No. Uh, yeah, the she was Yashua in the pool. Video. She was in the pool. She was in the pool. Wow. Yeah, I did and it see can that. happen in a second. You know, I got a lot of comments on that video, and you, you always get the dipshits, and one of the dipshit. Where were the parents? Am I the only one that's going to say oh, something? God. Look, you could be the best parents on planet Earth. You can hover your children, and I guarantee you, shit still happens. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with good or bad parents. We are great parents, but it, it could that happen quick. like this. And unless you are triple safe, and even if you are, I know someone who lost their child and they put up the fence and they did everything mm-hmm. and, the, and the fence didn't work. But anyway, thankfully, oh yeah, she almost drowned. Jeez. So thankfully she was, she was uh, spared. And so now she's two, she just turned to, to December 14th. Mm. What's the, what's your risk profile now? It's pretty Nasty. Is it? Yeah. I mean, because dude, I, I, number one, I possess the skills to produce. So you just always believe, even if I went to zero, I'd build it back up in a week. I know I would. And you know, Fuck, I'm the same well, way. Not only my that, wife hates it, but I'm the Joe, same way. I, 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 listen, I don't, I'm the same way personally, other than a little bit more stress, it ain't that bad having nothing. Yeah. It's almost fun. Like it's, it's almost the same as it is now. Like I wouldn't have a Ferrari, but I'd have a car. I might not have my Raptor R, but I, I'll have a, I'll have a vehicle, mm. you know, I might not have all my watches and all my clothes and all my fun and all my possessions, be clothed. <laughs> but I'll have enough and, and my family will still be there. So to me, I, I guess, you know, I realize it's not that bad. Well, dude, you slept on the beach in, in LA. And it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was a beach, bro. So yeah. to me, it's like, it's all perspective. And my perspective is I have the, I have the ability to get it back. Now, that's why I don't worry so much. Mm-hmm. I probably should worry more. I probably should start thinking about, well, I'm getting up in my years and yuck, yuck, yuck. And maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll think back and I'll be like, damn it, Brad, you should have listened to all those people. Well, again, um, why can't I listen to myself? Did why, you, why am I wrong? You know, the only thing that screws with me really bad, the only thing, what? when I see like somebody that I went to high school with that died of natural causes, even though they were like terribly overweight and like probably smoked three packs of cigarettes a day or whatever it was, but somebody where you're like, holy shit, like I was in third grade with that person and now they're dead of a heart attack. Like that's the stuff that like scares me. Like, okay, you know, should I be doing all this? Like, should I just be God? Scare you? You have have no faith? No, it's not that I don't have faith. It's just believe in God. Of course I do. Well, then why would you be scared? Because that's when I hit the point. Like, have I done everything right for the fam? Is the fam squared away? Are the kids going to be okay? What's going to? It's never about me. It's about the kids. 
Well, as much as you think they'll be okay, they're not because you're you'll be yeah. dead. Yeah. So they're not going to be okay. Period. Yeah. If you mean financially, dude, that's a little bit of insurance. Yeah. I can help which you we, with which that. Which we have. Which we have. Okay. Which uh, we real financials can help you with that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk off air on that because I got I got something there. there there's an opportunity there. Well, dude, just get insurance. About. Like I we, like we tell people all the not, time. No, not life. I, we have. There's a real opportunity. Not an opportunity. Somebody fucking policy. That's. I'm just saying, but. People listening, you know, yeah. insurance will take care of that. Like How do they find your insurance, Brad? How do they find you to buy a policy? Well, you don't find me. You find one of my guys or one of my agents. But, you know, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is a lot of people worry about that. And I don't think people should be worried about that. Go get some insurance. Mm -hmm. It's very affordable. And now if you die, no other dude has to come in and save the day. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you were smart enough while you were alive to save the Sure. Freaking day. Sure. It's called insurance. Now your family's taken care of and move on. Sure. Next problem is that's not a problem anymore. Now you can focus on bigger things. Like how do I win? How do I make, because what I'm really looking for, John, is freedom. Mm. That's yeah. ultimately what I want. Yeah. And freedom is I do whatever I want with whoever I want for as long as I want. Mm -hmm. Period. I am free. And to me, that takes a lot of money. So yeah. I need to focus on how do I become free? Right now, you go, well, aren't you free? Theoretically, you could argue that I'm free. I could argue that you're I'm free. Not, but again, not to where I want to be free. I have, to, I have to come here every day I have and be the continue. figurehead for my company. But I'm, I'm, I'm certain that in the next three to five years, I will have brick and mortar businesses that I can liquidate. Mm -hmm. and never have to answer to another human being again. That's the goal. That's my goal. That's everybody. That should be everybody's goal. That's my goal. They say, if you don't, you know, what's, what's fuck you money worth? If you, if you can't say fuck you, <laughs> that's exactly right. I and want it just so I can say fuck you. And I, then I probably you got won't. a list. You got a, you got a list. I'm not going to do it now. Dude, I'm like the, I, I always tell people like, I'm the most like, kind individual on the planet deep down mm. deep down deep down if i could you know give someone the shirt off my back i would why i don't need it you know at the end of the day well why don't you give away all your money because that's stupid mm. but at the end of the day i believe i am a kind ethical individual well let's finish with one last question because when, when i was uh, cole hatter just starting a new podcast and i was on that shocking uh and uh Cole asked me like, what do I want my legacy to be? Like, what, what do you want your legacy to be? And I, my answer was, I don't give a shit. I'll be dead. Like I would rather make an impact on people every day that I'm alive than worry about what people say about me after mm. I'm dead. So what is Brad Lee's legacy? Mm. What do you want it to be? When I think of legacy, I think of what it truly means. And it means basically money and real estate. Mm. Did you know that? Like if you look up the definition of legacy, It'll tell you is wealth. You know? and so what do I want it to be? More than a billion. Okay. But when people say legacy, they think, what are you known for? What's your legacy? But that's not what legacy actually means. But in that regard, I would want to be known for generosity and kindness and, and impact. Like when I die, I want people to go, dude, that guy was so nice and so generous and man, what a difference he made. 
And with that, we will wrap it up, boys and girls. So, uh, man, thanks, Brad. I, I enjoyed this. I, and I know if you didn't, if you're listening to this, you had to have got some out of it. So I appreciate you coming by. If you want to find Brad, obviously, it's The Real Bradley on Instagram. Pick up the book. The book is still on sale on Amazon. Everywhere books can be sold the hard way. And you're, what's your next? You're speaking all over the place. What's the next place they can see you live? Well, uh, um, I think the 11th. Oh, Trafficking Conversion. Yeah, keynoting with Richard Branson. The Trafficking Conversion. That's a big deal. But you'll see me. Just go to bradley.com, L-E-A. Easiest way to find it, bradley.com. Thanks, Brad. And guys, we will see you next week. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Escaping the Drift. Hope you got a bunch out of it, or at least as much as I did out of it. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the show, you can always go over to escapingthedrift.com. You can join our mailing list. But do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, throw up that five-star review. Give us a share. Do something, man. We're here for you. Hopefully, you'll be here for us. But anyway, in the meantime, we will see you at the next episode.